Hello and welcome and thank you for joining. I'm your host, Seth Haskin. I started this podcast to dive deeper into the ways we know one another and God. The goal is to ask the question of how God loves. I invite people from many walks of life to join me on this adventure. As we dive deeper into personifying God, we have to bring him into our three-dimensional plane, but also understand he lives in another state of being, the fourth dimension. I would love to welcome and thank our guest today. He is someone from my freshman floor at college, shout out to B1 Babes again, um, with a passion for disc golfing. That's correct, right? It's disc golfing, not yep. frolfing. You okay. got it. <laughs> he is a great man to walk, uh, go on a walk with outside. We've done that many of times. It's great, especially during the spring. It's about that time. So excited. Um, he is someone I enjoy engaging conversation with. He is a soon-to-be graduate with a degree in computer science and mathematics. Welcome our guest today, Brandon Nordell. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself besides what I said? Yeah. Um, hello. It is good to be back in the podcast studio after probably almost two years now. Uh, no. Yeah. Two and a half year-ish years now. Uh, yeah. So like Seth said, I'm a computer science major, uh, technically a com- uh, mathematics minor, but I mean, pedantics and all that, you know, we pedantics, you know, it's all that. Uh, and then as well as a kind of a create your own statistics emphasis thrown in there as well. Uh, yeah, I love going disc golfing. I'm not great at it, but it's still definitely a lot of fun to do. I uh, love anything soccer related. I'm a season ticket holder for Minnesota United, the local club here in town. So that's always super fun. And yeah, here we are. How many disc discs do you have for golfing? I think. Are you afraid to admit? I think by my last count, it was 125. Do you use every single one? No. Okay. <laughs> I bring probably like 25 to 30 along with me at any given course, depending on the d- the day but i mean i realistically only use like eight to ten of them over around so you know it's it's good to have options but yeah well that definitely have too many (laughs) if you invite somebody with you and they don't have discs you have them for oh yeah Yeah, so that's that's nice and i've given some of them away over the years too like or lost some oh to lake valentine definitely have lost a couple both intentionally and unintentionally (laughs) uh to lake valentine and other ponds and lakes over the years but yeah yeah, I wonder what's all in Lake Valentine disc golf wise. Lots of discs, uh, as well as one of my uh, old disc retrievers. So I think oh, it was, yeah. did I tell you that story? Yes, you did tell. I, I remember you walking back to the dorm from that story. Yeah, that was <laughs> unfortunate. That was the only time I've actually been in the lake, and that was The last time. Yeah, the last time. I, <laughs> I was up to like my shins and just muck, and my legs were red for like, yeah. five hours after that, and it wasn't even that cold. So a lot know, of unsettled settlements. Ru- yeah, chemical runoff is a very real thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll I'm just leave it at that. I'm glad you took a shower after that. Yeah, I, I am too. Trust me. Yes. All right. So um, you kind of know what this podcast is about, I yeah. assume. Um, but we're going to talk about relationships of many varying kinds, um, whether it be with, you know, me, your mom. Oh, no, I wasn't making your mom joke, but um, <laughs> your mom's great. Uh, your mom is great. Um. And whatever relationships we get to, we get to. But my first question is always this. What comes to mind when you hear the word relationship? Well, if I'm being honest, like definitely I think my mind jumps to like the romantic sense of things. Yep. Uh, You know, whether that's the necessarily like correct way to think about it or, you know, the strict definition of the word friendship. 
you know, that's just, you know, I think what society, you know, in general, also as a Christian society kind of conditions us to think with, I mean, you know, whether we like it or not, you know, the whole ring by spring culture is definitely a real thing here at Bethel, but also just in general in like Christian circles, I think there's a very, like, maybe not explicit, but implicit pressure to, you know, get married and have a couple kids and, you know, continue the bloodline. Uh, yeah. You get on that yet? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Um, but you know, it's, so I think, you know, that's definitely where my mind initially goes to right away. Uh, I think if you can, cont- if I continue, you know, a little bit more with the actual, you know, thinking about it a little bit more, you know, you can definitely take it into several different avenues. Like I'm sure you've talked about with this show, uh, you know, relationships with family, friends, coworkers, just, you know, acquaintances, anyone else. There's, you know, so many different directions that you can go with it, but, you know, you can definitely boil it down, I think, to just, you know, these are, you know, our levels of, you know, interactions with other human beings that we cohabit this earth with. Yeah, I like that. Levels of interactions. When you were actually talking, I was like, oh, so he's just interactions with, you know, other people. So Right. And, you know, that's also me trying not to include the, the word in the definition. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh, yeah, it's the level of relationship they have with other people. But it's like, well, that's the that's the word. You can't really include that in the definition. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of level of interactions, another question I usually like to ask is, do you categorize your relationships by levels or like uh, interactions or I think so and I think I, I, I'd like to think that it's pretty natural for people to do that mm-hmm. you know like I have people that you know nowadays I'm very close with that I've been you know close friends with people since high school or even farther back for some other people you know I have people that I'm you know general acquaintances with whether it's just different people that I've had classes consistently with over the years that I don't you know always talk to you but it's like you know, you can still hold a conversation about, you know, whatever you're learning about or mm-hmm. how the last exam went or talking about the current projects that we're working on, you know, to the point of, you know, I've had, you know, borderline romantic relationships with an individual in the past, but I wouldn't go so far to classify it as that, I guess. And, you know, other than, you know, and then very close, you know, I'd say, you know, we talk about agape relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, our theology classes and as well as, you know, if you take, if you're at Bethlehem and you take a covenant relationships class that gets touched on as well, you know, having those agape relationships with other people, whether it's, you know, people like your parents, you know, your roommates, uh, just, you know, other close friends that you can have that intimate, you know, in quotes, intimate relationship with. Yeah. What are those, uh, um, what, what? With that, what are those ideas around those relationships? What do they consist of? Do they consist of like time measurements for you or are they um, vulnerability measurements? What, like what are some of the measurements that you might use maybe subconsciously or consciously? I think, I mean, yes to both of those. I mean, you know, unless I feel like it's very rare, especially nowadays to find someone that you just click with so fast mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. It's, you know, just kind of how we are especially nowadays in the digital age as well um you know it does take time to be able to you know become more vulnerable with a person to get to know a person you know as you you know spend time with them whether it's in you know living together context or just interacting on a frequent enough basis um you know how they live how they live their lives how they act the talk you know all that all that fun stuff so i mean there's that you know definitely like you said the level level of vulnerability with a person can influence that level as well um, you know, just that, you know, you can definitely feel that as you're talking and 
that does have an influence, um, you know, with that level of relationship as, you know, how deep you're willing to go with that person and, you know, boundaries especially are incredibly important and not always a bad thing. Uh, you know, there's, you know, so many different levels that we can get into that discussion with, but I mean, so yeah, I think, you know, time is a big one for me. Um, comfortability just as you know as you get to know the person I feel like I can be my, more myself around people as you get to know them more and be like okay they haven't you know fully just ghosted me for just you know being around them for a week at a time so yeah definitely those things that you said are probably the two big ones yeah um the reason I bring it up is because one of the reasons um I was interested in doing a podcast about relationships because I read a book called Frentimacy by Shasta Nelson and she talks about like her idea of the three basic things that build relationships, whether that brings it to an intimate level or like a superficial level. She talks about the first thing always being your base, which is positivity Mm. because um, do you want to be around people who are always bringing you down? Right. (laughs) So that's basically her base for everything. And then she talks about consistency, which Mm. is time Mm -hmm. and then vulnerability, which is the um, aspect of how well you know someone or how vulnerable you want to be around someone. So I think it's, um, whether you measure it like that or a different way, uh, I love hearing all the different ways people, <laughs> you know, think about their relationships with others. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the positivity is definitely a big important thing that I somehow forgot to mention. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think it's overlooked in society sometimes because you take it for granted. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think there is a decrease in that base positivity and so, like, it's harder to make relationships such as, like, division or so on and so forth? Yes and no. I think, you know, being happy is kind of, you know, a general thing that people want. You know, I, I want to be happy <laughs> in my life. You know, being unhappy is obviously not fun uh, for several reasons. And, you know, it's not good for your health if you want to take it down that route as well. Um, I think, you know, so I think that is kind of like a natural human need is, you know, to be in a, um, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, relationship, uh, you know, that promotes positivity, um, you know, and I think that kind of comes hand in hand with trust too, because, you know, at the end of the day, life is life. It's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, life sucks in a lot of ways. And so, you know, having, you know, having that base of positivity definitely is important, um, but it's not going to be the case 100% of the time. Um, With, in terms of, you know, creating those relationships and creating and having that base. I don't know. I think with, you know, you mentioned the word division. Um, and I think definitely the world has become a lot more divided, you know, if not in the past five or six years, over the past, you know, 20 years, if you look at just, you know, history and how things have come apart. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It It's a hard thing to answer because I feel like for different individuals, that answer is going to be, Mm-hmm. different which i i recognize is the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> so i feel like having that argument isn't necessarily valid um at least in th- this context so yes and no <laughs> yeah i think yeah people want to have positivity and that drives a lot of it and you know that manifests itself in several different ways but you know that's not everything either yeah exactly and you can start out with negative things, but they usually turn positive before you build that relationship any further. So yeah, such as um, you both dislike the same thing. 
But that, there's there's a positive aspect to that. There, there's a bonding aspect yeah. in finding things that you can you know hate over, basically, <laughs> which, which could be a lot of fun too. Yeah, it can be. So we've talked about um, our earthly relationships. Yeah. I want to get into how you envision a relationship with God. What do you think that looks like? Yeah. Um, that's a loaded question. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> as here, as oh, I'm oh. sure you don't. No, you're, you're good. Um, I mean, I think it manifests itself in so many different ways. Um, you know, you can talk, you, you can go into so many different things about that, you know, you know, how you connect with God, um, you know, through different aspects of the world, how you, you know, interact with God in a one-on-one basis, whether it's with prayer, you know, you know, to a certain extent, maybe like meditation or, you know, quiet mm-hmm. time or something like that. You can go into the whole aspect of, you know, for finding, you know, finding God in different ways. Um, yeah. I mean, having a relationship with God, I mean, it's definitely, you have to build it off of a base of faith. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's the number one thing because as we know, you can't directly see God, you know, even, yeah, I, you just, at least unless something is going on he's that not I'm here. not aware of. You he's know, not he's this not, table. We can't right, feel him. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, he's like omnipotent, right? He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's this, also right the there next, next to, to me is yeah. empty. And, you know, at least there's nothing here that I can feel. And so, you know, there, it, it takes this level of faith uh, and recognizing that, you know, yes, while God is not right in front of me, he's not, you know, not anything I can touch, smell, taste, hear, whatever. I think, you know, having the faith that yes, God still does exist. And there is still that higher being that, you know, cares for me, knows about me, you know, recognize and recognizing that I think is kind of the number one thing for establishing that relationship with God. Um, and then I think following from that, that then you can kind of introduce the ways that of connecting with them, whether it's prayer or reading your Bible or, you know, taking it different to different extents to even farther from that, like, you know, I personally see God a lot through nature and Mm -hmm. listening to music and stuff like that. And so, which I'm sure, I mean, looking at your guide, we might touch on to later a little bit, (laughs) but so I won't go into very much detail with that right now, but yeah, I think, you know, faith is kind of the number one thing. And then from there you can take it in so many different ways. Yeah. Do you think, um, understanding how we build relationships with other people, um, will influence the way we see a relationship with God? Like the triangle, positivity, uh, consistency, and vulnerability. Do you think those are kind of the same core aspects that we use when building a relationship with God? I think they're aspects that we should include. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, again, it's different because, you know, with you, right, I can see you mm-hmm. and, you know, poke your, your hand there, right? Like, you're there. But, you know, I think... I mean, there's so many examples throughout the Bible where all of those things, you know, it's like it was what what intimacy, uh, vulnerability, vulnerability, consistency, and, and positivity. All of those are seen throughout the, so many examples with the Bible. You know, with David, uh, and you know, again, that's just one example that comes directly to mind. There's so many others that you know, obviously, I wouldn't have all the time in the mm-hmm. world to mention, but you know, all the prophets, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like. You know, there's so many different examples that we can look at in the Bible where we can see, yes, that is the case. You can see, and, and that's important. So, yeah, it, building a relationship with God is kind of similar to, you know, building a relationship with another human, but it requires still kind of that next fourth element of what I would argue is different in faith. Mm-hmm. And that, 
you still have to, you know, even though you may not feel him all the time, you may not see him all the time, you know, you still have to trust that he's there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And <laughs> I think um, believing, um, having faith different, sorry, having faith, um, yeah. you know, is that fourth aspect that we can include into a relationship with God that I think would not be um, bad at all. You know, because <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I think it's uh, 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 the building block, yeah. you know, the ground in which we stand sometimes when we start a relationship mm. with God, because how can we, start a relationship with something we don't have faith in. Let's just take it back to the human example. You know, if we don't have faith in, let's say, just humanity, let's make it broad. (laughs) If we don't have faith in humanity, how can we build those relationships with other people? Right. You know, Um, and I guess we could get deeper into that. Um, I think there's this idea of not having faith in humanity or distrust in humanity Mm. or this myth of human nature, as I like to call it. Sure this idea of humans are inherently evil or inherently mm. bad or whatever. And I think the Bible, if you look at it closely enough, that's not what it's saying. Sure. Um, I will probably get into that more later <laughs> as episodes go on because it yeah. is on my list of things to talk about. But um, this idea of having no faith in mm. others can build no relationships. And when there's no relationships then there is no ground to which we stand on as individuals, I think, mm. because there there is a bigger part of us than just us and then our beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I think humans, you know, t- to a certain extent, you know, w- despite, you know, what they may claim, you know, I like you said, we kind of have to have faith in each other. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I mean, you can take the example of, you know, societies all over the world through history collapsing. But like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, to to some extent, you know, humans still do have to believe in one another in order for anyone's life to actually function. <laughs> like, you know, I still have to have, you know, faith that credit card companies are not going to sell my information all over the mm-hmm. world or, you know, even, you know, my bank isn't going to completely just take all my money and, you know, give it. You have to have faith in that. And you have to, you know, and that, you know, includes institutions and other than that and other, you know, examples like that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's very, for me, I'm not a pessimistic person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, I, you know, I'd like to, you know, I like to think of as myself as a realist or, you know, someone who's, you know, can think of something in a real space, which I think is different than being a pessimist. You know, yes, you can cynically re- optimistic, yeah, you know, that's a good way of describing it. It's, you know, you can recognize the evils that exist in the w- definitely exist in the world. Like, you know, look at what's going on right now over in Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, there is still evil in the world and humans, you know, by definition are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I don't know. It's it's such a hard thing, especially you know li- with what we were talking about earlier. You know how society is starting to become more and more polarized and all that too. I think, be, yeah. I mean, the basis of a relationship is being able to, you know, be optimistic in your fellow man, mm-hmm. as you know, as hard as it can be at times. Yeah, and we can find proof of that in history. You know, natural yeah. disasters. Let's mm. take Hurricane Katrina. You know, there's all these ideas that if every man's out for himself, we can't trust anybody. Then how come when a natural disaster or something terrible happens like that, we see 
humanity come together and work with one another. You see citizens helping those people out of those areas. And I think it's such a beautiful, momentous thing in human history that kind of gets overlooked sometimes because we are predisposed to think about, you know, the negative parts of things because psychology and stuff, but um, (laughs) a whole bunch of things like that. And when we were talking about faith and uh, humanity and everything else and faith in your fellow man, mm. are, are we equating faith and trust or are they different to you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think they are linked together. Cause okay. You know, yeah. Like I don't disagree. Yeah. No, uh, like in the example of, you know, having faith in God, you know, faith is trusting that that thing is there even when you can't see that. And yeah, I think, you know, yeah, Tr- I, yeah. I think they're very interweaved together. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we don't have to get further. I was just yeah <laughs> asking a question there. So yeah, um, so back to the question of: Do you think it's important for us to understand our relationships with others, how we interact with others, to understand our relationship with God? Can you say that. Sorry, one more time. <laughs> do you think it's important for us to understand? how we interact with others or understand our relationships with others to understand our interaction and relationship with God. I think it can help. It's, I mean, I think that the type of relationship that I have with other human beings versus the type of relationship I have with God, they're kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know, using the word equate isn't the right word. Because, you know, humans, God is, you know, came to earth as a human as Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ was also perfect. And so therefore he was different than literally any other human that has existed or ever will exist. Um, so I think it can help, you know, simplify, if that's the right term, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of being in a relationship with God. But at the same time, I feel like it's not necessarily fair to God to be able to, you know, directly compare the two just because, you know, God is such a supreme being and just the outlook on that, I feel like it's just very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think uh, it's appropriate to um, personify God in such a way? I think you can. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that as long as you're not you know, giving God qualities that he, you know, doesn't have, doesn't have, or yeah. I, or, you know, something along those lines are giving humans, you know, God-like qualities. Mm. As long as you're not, what do you, what do you mean by that? Because, um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's not necessarily a fully fair thing to say, but you know, it's humans can't play God. We've we've seen (laughs) several humans try and fail. Um, you know, whether it's over the short term or the long term. And so I guess that's kind of what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think it's fair that you you're can saying godlike qualities as in like supernatural abilities. Yeah. Okay. And you can, I'd say, I'd argue you probably could personify God. It's just, again, keeping in mind that God is still different mm-hmm. and that it's not a direct comparison. It's still a personification which you have mm-hmm. to keep the definition of personification in your mind as you do that mm-hmm. which i think can be hard to do definitely yeah it's an interesting question you know to think about yeah 
can we personify God to maybe help us understand him more mm-hmm. on a human level, but also keep in mind that he is God. Right. I mean, exactly. I'm, that's what we said at the beginning of the show in the introduction, bringing him to our real world to understand him, but also understanding that we can't fully right. understand him. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Um, my next question for you is kind of what you were talking about before mm-hmm. is how are your relationships here on earth different than your relationship with God mm-hmm. and in what ways possibly? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's, you know, like I said, the, my relationship with God is primarily based on faith. So, you know, like we said, seeing something that's not there. And, you know, I can see you sitting in front of me and hear your voice. My beautiful face. Yes. I know. Your, your beautiful, <laughs> clean-shaven face. Uh, um, well, you have a beautiful face, too. Oh, well, you know, I try. Um, well, you succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's it's an interesting question. Um, it takes a lot more effort to be in a relationship with God than it does with other humans uh, for me personally, just because again, it's that faith factor and being, you know, like what you said, like as someone who's a cynic optimist, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it does take more effort to be like, okay, like, yep. I have to remind myself that, you know, God is still real uh, at times and, you know, going through times and points in my life where, you know, you're questioning your faith mm-hmm. and you're, you know, not necessarily asking like, why am I here? Like, what's the purpose of me? But also just, you know, like you're thinking and you're like, why do I just, you know, be different than the world? Why, why do I do the things that I do? And it's like, it's, it's, it's real. It's worth it. Um, but I mean, with your friends, I think, I don't know. It's, I'm sorry. I'm just processing, trying no, to keep, continue time. to process the question. Um, yeah, I, you better edit a lot of this. <laughs> no, well, dead space is fine. It allows other people's to other people to process what we're talking about too. So yeah, um, I don't know. I I think just. Do you think um, some things that you can think about um, are the idea of God always being there is different than human relationships, where yeah. if somebody's physically not there, they're 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 uh, their presence may be yeah. there comforting <laughs> right. you, but yeah. How is that different from God's presence comforting you? Yeah, that's 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 a good point. Um, I think you know you can feel God in a lot of ways, and like you said, like I can see my roommate's dirty dishes there as a presence that they're there. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and they, I'm sure they can see my dirty dishes as well. So that's and now you just see God's thing. dirty dishes outside. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know. God is, you know, you talk about the quality, the qualities of God, like God is everywhere. And that's just straight up how it is. And straight up, aren't straight up. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just think it's, it's different in a way that's very difficult to put towards, s- to put words to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> straight up. <I laughs> we, just, we may not have the answer to that. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if I can fully put that in. 
into words. That's it's, okay. It's just different. We can move on to God's dirty dishes then. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think G- it's a God can't make dirty dishes. He's uh, God. Uh, maybe he does it on purpose. If God. Maybe we're thinking Calvinistically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I th- I think that's a f- fun analogy. You know, like, um, where can we find God? you know, to make him feel like he's more tangible to us. And the idea of I can see my roommate's dirty dishes, <laughs> where can we find God's dirty dishes, you know? Um, where where do you find God's dirty dishes? Uh, I mean, for it's different for every person, I think. And mm-hmm. Like I alluded to earlier, it's for, for me, I, I mainly see it in two things. It's outside in nature and God's creation and through music. Mm. Um which my hobbies very much, very nicely play into that. Walking um, outside, disc golfing, <laughs> and listening to some great bangers. And going, and going to concerts. It's, yeah. it, it works beautifully. It's funny how that works. Uh, mm-hmm. We were just, so I you know got coffee with Brody, who was our freshman oh, year Oh, Brody, he, he was on uh, here. He was on here. We talked we, about communion. We talked, we talked a little bit about music and, um, and, you know, connecting with God and that. And, you know, it's... There's just something about, I don't know, and maybe it's just the way I was raised because, you know, I've been, music has been involved in in my life since I was little. Um, I don't know. There's just something that you can see the beauty of God through melody, through harmony, through, <laughs> through notes. It's, it's a really weird, like, experience. It's like a border, you know, at the risk of sounding not necessarily cliche, but also like, you know anti-christian <laughs> like i've had i i've had what i would argue as pretty spiritual experiences listening to music uh and that if i'm being totally honest includes music that's you know not necessarily christian it's secular music as mm-hmm. well and frankly if i'm being honest like i've had more of those experiences at secular concerts than christian concerts. oh you can be frankly honest i'll tell you that i have a, a <laughs> more involved experiments at a orchestra hall and probably oh, you know like yeah. at a worship uh traditional christian worship service yeah and but sometimes it's the other way around. yeah and absolutely yeah. you can, and that's that's not discounting the facts that no. you can't have those yes you can definitely that. definitely but there's you know there's something about you know i went to a concert this past uh august and it was you know a type of concert that everyone was just kind of swaying along singing the words like together um and it just it felt very communal Mm. versus you know some of the other you know christian concerts and you know quote-unquote festivals like for you know locals i don't know you know who all listens to this but you know like things like joyful noise where it's you know more of a festival type thing it just at times it feels very individualistic and kind of self-serving like you know you think of worship and you know the term corporate worship right where you know worship is involving a large group of people mm-hmm. where then you go you know whether it's you know things like vespers here at bethel and stuff like that like it's great for you know being individually connected one-on-one with god but at the same time i feel like it's it's hard to have that corporate feeling for me personally i guess when it's you have to kind of put yourself into a different mindset where it's I don't know. It's it's hard, but you know, I've had experiences with you know that one in August, and I've had a couple others like that too, where it's just, I don't know. It just feels a lot more communal. You're all going there for kind of the same idea. Yeah. I mean, I we can find that. Let's just take that with like a concert and vespers. Let's just take yeah. that. So vespers at Bethel is a Sunday worship service, like just worship, and yep. they and it's a big set of music for those who don't know. Don't mm-hmm. go to Bethel. 
But um, so let's just take that idea yeah. and let's just run with it for a little bit. Um, let's talk about how they can feel different. For me, um, what you're describing of this like corporate idea is you are all there and talking about the same experience yeah. on a very corporate level. Yeah. Whereas Vespers or some type of worship service may can be, can be, um, uh, more individualistic. And so you're not experiencing that corporately and mm. you're not having that yeah. combined experience. Yeah. That's, that's a great way of putting it into words. It's, it's weird because, and like I said, there's nothing necessarily wrong yeah. with, having you know that one-on-one time with god which i think you know vespers is more engineered to do and there are times and place for each exactly 100 percent um you know but then you kind of take the conversation back to you know how do i personally connect with god you know it's through those you know communal experiences where it's like i don't know there's just something about like having that part of a group you know singing along to the words of you know maybe a song that isn't necessarily about god about the moon <laughs> you know there's a whole song like that was about the moon and everyone Fly was me to the moon. I'm joking. <laughs> it's not about the moon. But. No. Uh, like, I don't know. There's just, there's something where it's like, I can feel God, even though it's, it's not necessarily focused on like, it's not a fo- necessarily like a God centered environment. Mm-hmm. And I, part of me wonders admittedly, if it's like, you know, we, one of the things that we talk about here, you know, at Bethel is like, you know, the Bethel bubble, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to, you know, when you're surrounded by a context of, you know, people that generally all believe the same things that you do, it's very easy to get lackadaisical in your faith. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I feel like when I then kind of get out of that bubble a little bit uh, and experience different things, like, I don't know. It just, I feels like then it's like, it allows me to have the freedom, if that's the right word, to actually connect with God. And then, and you know, it, forces me to actually like want to find that mm. um like there was a, another concert that i went to in december where there was a guy that admittedly he was probably slightly inebriated or drunk or something i don't know but like we had our arms around each other and we were just swaying along singing along to one of the songs and it's like you you granted everyone's usually sober but like you never have those experiences in church at a christian concert it just that doesn't exist uh, I don't know if that's like a taboo thing. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's the, w- it's just how I connect with God and, you know, in, in that sense of music. And then, you know, you can take it from there to just f- the beauty and melody and finding, you know, just how sound can move you. Mm. Um, you know, even if it doesn't necessarily even have words. Yeah. Like, um, and, you know, some of the music that I've been into, it's it's definitely, a, you know, the music is kind of the motivator behind it rather than, you know, the words. Mm. So it's like, you know, the, the expression, it's like the words are written to the music rather than the other way around. Mm. And so it's I don't know. It's just there's just something about it. I can't necessarily fully put into words, but being able to, you know, close your eyes, kind of sit back, let the sound like wash over you and just be like, man, I like if I could imagine somehow what heaven was like being with God, it would be kind of like this <laughs> in, in a really weird, hopefully not heretical sort of the word. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it for music. And then, I mean, with creation, it's a little bit 
less mind-boggling. It's just, you know, being able to appreciate the physical beauty of God and the colors. And, you know, it's one of the reasons I love, you know, living in the Twin Cities. And, you know, it's one of the probably one of the reasons I hope to never leave this place is just like the natural beauty that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the hope of spring as we're, we're going through right now as the snow is melting. You know, you have summer and, you know, being able to be outside and enjoy like the lakes and the natural beauty that comes with that, the fall, the changing colors with that, all the natural beauty, especially up like up on the North Shore and then winter, like, uh, you know, the, the cold beauty that is winter here in Minnesota. So, and yeah, and like disc golf, you know, it's, you know, throwing plastic circles through the woods <laughs> <laughs> as into a basket, into a metal basket. It's, it's such a weird <laughs> thing when you say it like that, which is what it is. I mean, a lot of sports are weird. You're <laughs> throwing a ball into an elevated net to get how many points. Right. And if you're this far away, you get that many points. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. And you know, that's why I love that hobby. It's being able to, you know, experience nature mostly untouched while still doing what I love. Yeah. I think there are so many different ways to see God or find God or see God's dirty dishes in your life, <laughs> the evidence of him, yeah. um, you know, that he is around you. Um, <coughs> I think there is so much to be talked about there. Yeah. Um, just like the idea of non-necessity things for living just for like life to be you don't need to have music to live Mm. you know it can be seen as a luxury you know at times yeah and so like being able to find god in the things that we don't need for life you know i think that there's something powerful to be said there I'm sure we'll think about it more after <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think there's so much, so much. Um, sure. My next question kind of falls into this category of what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Mm. I mean, I think, you know, to be made in the image of God, I mean, I think that's never something that we'll, we'll be able to fully put into words, but just, you know, being created in p- because of a plan, you know, not something that's, you know, random, like the intricacies of our DNA and how it like somehow all of those like random strings of letters dictate like, you know, if, you know this isn't a video podcast, so I'm like gesturing at my myself here, like my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, how I, you know, the, the pitch of my voice, you know, the color of my hair, um, all that stuff, the color of my eyes, like, I don't know. It's just, it's the thing that comes to my mind is perfection. Mm. Um, you know, sin is a human made thing. So if you take that away, what's left is perfection because mm. of God, um, and I don't know how else how else I can put it. It's it's beauty and manifested in the in the form of a human body and art. You know, I think there's a decent reason why. You know, especially like in the Greek and the Hellenistic periods, like the human body was a subject for a lot of art because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where do you think we can find the characteristics of the image of God <laughs> in life? 
I think just, I don't know, being, I think just trying to be aware of life around us can just do it, <laughs> if that makes sense. The, uh, yeah, just being aware of the beauty that God has created and, you know, trying to avoid the mentality of, you know, we made, you know, all this is because of humans. Well, it's like, okay, maybe, but then you then kind of by extension have to say, oh, that's also because of God, because mm-hmm. God created us mm-hmm. and then gave us the mental capacity to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you can find it anywhere. It's just a matter of being kind of cognizant of that and being open to recognize that. Well said. Well said. Um, so you're a mathematics major and a computer science major. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about school. <laughs> Maybe not so much school, but the ideas that you've been yeah, disciplining yourself in. Bring it on. Um, so we you brought up the randomness of everything, and I think it's interesting because I've had this thought, you know, miracles and stuff when you brought up the um, – randomness of everything and i think it's hard to see modern day miracles you know like not the miracles that we see in the bible but Mm. like modern day miracles and try to uh uh reduce them to their (laughs) basic parts you know reductionistic idea right um do you think that a miracle can be you know mathematically proven statistically proven do you think that for me i've thought about maybe a miracle is statistics you know the idea of the low, 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 right. low, infinitely low probability for right. everything to exist the way it is mm-hmm. now yeah. or for you to exist as a person right. from before your conception, you know, what do you think? Ooh, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honestly, that is not something that I cognizantly, cogn- cognizantly thought about. Um, that is an interesting question. I think... I mean, I do think that, you know, one, miracles can happen. That, And I recognize that that's not what you're asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, the question of can they be boiled down to a small, infinitesimally small percentage chance of something happening, I guess. But, I mean, at the same time, I think you... <laughs> Personally, I think that... It's hard. <laughs> it's a really hard question that I think. A Don't lo- worry. It's a one-off. <laughs> a lot. Okay, good. <laughs> that a lot of Christians, especially those that are involved with physical and natural sciences, grapple with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's different you know ways that you can take it. <sighs> you could say no comment if you want to. <laughs> no, I think the Christian side of me says yes that miracles are from god the the mathematical side of me says that it's you can you can say that it's a statistic but the i the christian idealist side of me would like to say that it's because of god that that those infinitely small small chances are allowed to happen Mm -hmm. um like god enables that to happen so it's it's because of an influence from God. Mm. It's not mm-hmm. just that it ha- just so happens because it's a non-zero probability. I'd say it's a non-zero probability because of God. Wow. 
That's an that's an interesting <laughs> way to think about it. That, yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's not an easy question. Yeah. So let's just jump back to uh, relationships here to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about this entire episode. Um, when it comes to your personal relationships, whether it be friends, family, whatever it is, um, what have you learned? from your relationships here on earth that have helped you with your relationships or your relationship, sorry, with God? Um, I think the number one thing that I've learned personally just through experience in my short 21 years here on earth, um, the, I think one thing that's been made very evident is just the infinite presence that is the relationship of God with God. Sorry, not of God, a uh, relationship that we have with God. You know, I've had, you know, many friends that I have thought of, you know, were, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be friends with this person for life. I, you know, the first person that I thought of that I haven't talked to them in, Oh geez, probably eight, nine, 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you think, Oh yeah. Like this person is going to be like, around forever and that it with human relationships that's almost always never the case you know whether that be just naturally drifting apart whether that be you know as grim as it is as death mm-hmm. you know but with god it's forever mm. um i think that's the biggest thing it's like you know while you know your human relationships may fade away over time like my my relationship with god has stayed consistent if not gotten stronger over over the years and that's i think that's the number one big like you know learning that i've made from that just purely by contrast mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah it's interesting to hear contrast you know like the opposite of what would like i i've i've always thought about when i asked this question what's something you've learned positively you know yeah. about a relationship but i i had a realization while doing this podcast with you and some other people before is that what are the things that i've negatively learn from relationships mm. that tell me about what's not the character mm. of God or my relationship with God. Sure. So that's, that's a very good point. You know, our relationship with God is forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's I- eternal, but like something that reminds us of how, um, what God's relationship with us isn't like is this grief and death and like, mm-hmm. y- you know, small amount of time. With someone, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that's reflected just over, you know, time I'm sure for God is very different than time for us. Mm-hmm. Like what feels like a lifetime for us is just a blip for God. So it's like, yeah, I think, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's just, you know, human relationships are fickle compared to the relationship that we have with God. Mm. And I think that's. You know, it's something to be celebrated <laughs> in a yeah. kind of a sad sense of the word. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that we should all just break off our human, you know, relationships and become monks and not speak ever again. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a fact of the matter. Um, so how do you think uh, lament brings us closer to God then? Good question. <laughs> <I can> follow <laughs> up with that. Um, <laughs> or do you think it brings us closer? I mean, I think it does, but do you or how? Does I it? mean, 
there's so many examples of prayer that are lamentate. Like there's an entire book of the Bible called Lamentations. Like <laughs> entire chapters of uh, Psalms. Exactly. Well. Like you, you know, I think God wants us to, you know, with, with for a, you know non better term, wants us to complain to Him, <laughs> and you know, I think you can still have that relationship even as you're, you know, going through trials and, you know, lamenting to God. It's just kind of part of, part of for the course in a way. Cause again, you know, like I said earlier, like human life sucks straight up. So yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> how does, how does, Oh my gosh, I have another question. Sorry. It oh just no. came to my head. Um, you don't have to answer it. Uh, I may talk about it on another episode, but it just came to my head is how does, the Christian God, uh-huh. you know, yep. the Jewish God, the Christian God. Sure. How is he different in the matter of creation and grief and lament than other gods? Because I was thinking about the Greek gods. Sure. You know, and how they, the, a lot of Greeks were just like, if we don't, you know, go to the gods, mm. then terrible things are going to happen. And then I was thinking about uh, the Christian God, and it was just like, well, he he wants us to go to him about mm-hmm. these things. He he's not he's not making a tsunami. It's not an expectation to get you to complain to him or love him or right. whatever, whatever, whatever. Whereas like uh, that's how the Greek gods were thought yeah. about. You know, like they would do things for attention. How is that different from other other things, uh, other um, beliefs? I mean, I think you said it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not even going to try and, you know, speak on behalf of other religions. Yes, yeah. I straight up do not have the knowledge to be able to accurately speak on that. Um, but, yeah, I think you said it yourself. Like, you know, the little bit that I do know about Greek gods, gods and, you know, that whole, you know, int- I think it's super interesting. Just it is interesting. Funny. In mm-hmm. some cases, because, you know, Zeus caused 90% of the problems that the Greek gods had. <laughs> you know, am I wrong? No, I'm not. Let's no. be real. Uh, are the gods over-glorified uh, temper tantrums? Um, maybe. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you said it great. Like, you know, Greek gods had, you know, and the operating, you know, mentality was that, you know, that Greeks had at that time in, in you know, ancient Greece and such. It was like, you know, like you said, they had that expectation. The, the gods had that expectation that you will come to us. Um, and you will give us what you want, otherwise we're going to make, make life terrible for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas God, you know, God's, you know, a fair God, but he's also a gracious God. And, you know, it's, he, like you and like I said, you said it, like, he wants us to come to him. It's not necessarily an expectation. I, I'd say it's an expectation in terms of hope, mm-hmm. but it's not a you will or else you don't know what's coming to you. Yeah. Which gets into the idea of, like, he didn't create us to love him, but he also did, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he created us with the choice to love him or not. Which is great. I yeah, think. which is yeah, very interesting, whereas... Which I think a lot Greek of Christians would be reminder. But that's a whole different conversation. That is a whole different that conversation. we're not going to get into today. <laughs> I could rant for hours about that. No, we're not we could. We could. Oh, so many, so many thoughts going through my head. So many thoughts um, uh, that we could talk about. But um, let, let's, let's get to a closer question okay. here, um, uh, which ties back into the um, idea of what we learned about our relationships with humans and how mm. we see our relationship with God. Um, if there's anything you have learned from your lifetime that helps you envision 
who God is or what a relationship with God is. What is it and how can we turn it into a discipline? Take your time. <laughs> um, in some ways, just like, I don't even know if you can call it a discipline. But it, it, it doesn't need to be a discipline. Like we can make human it Human life mm-hmm. in general. You know, as you experience more things, you know, I can point to several different things that have happened over my life and say, like, that is God. And as a result of recognizing those things, I think my bond with him has strengthened over the years. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I don't, I, I don't, you, living life isn't a discipline. It's just so living. <laughs> we could turn it into a discipline. I, sure. I mean, Let, you could. Let's I take yeah. the idea of the movie Yes Man. Not have, that extreme. Not, seen it, but. not that extreme. Basically, he just starts to say yes to a lot of things. Okay. You know, to events in his life. He just says yes. Like somebody okay. asks him, do you want to go to the bar? Yes. I think we can kind of turn that into a less exaggerated <laughs> discipline than the movie did with what you're kind of talking about. You want to sure. experience life so that you can understand who God is, yeah. right? That's what you're kind of saying. So a discipline could be for us is saying yes to things that we feel uncomfortable about mm. or saying yes to things that we don't usually say yes to mm. and sticking with those yeses, you know, we let your yes, your yes, and your no, be no thing. So do you think that's a good discipline that we can encourage others to do? I mean, provided it's not something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go jump off a cliff without, you know, yeah, the safety right. precautions. Which I, I know that. That's not what you, I know that's what you're getting at. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I don't know. I think, I, and again, we're both very relatively young. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, oh, you know, I'm such an old soul. Like, live your life. Like, I've relatively not lived much life. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think 21 years is a great accomplishment. I <laughs> made it this far. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, no. Um, I think, uh, yes, it could. You could take it that direction. I think for me, it's just, you know, tr- actively looking for God in your life. Okay. Um. And al- allowing yourself to be curious. Okay. Um, you know, because I feel like, like you know, with you can explain a fair amount of things with science mm-hmm. and logic and reason. But I think, you know, there are some things that you can't either. And that's okay. Like, and allowing yourself to accept that fact. Um, and be like, you know, and, l- you know, like it, you, you kind of brought up like the whole um, the question about, you know, can, you know, low probability experiences be just chance or of God? You know, I think, you know, recognizing and, you know, maybe accepting it's going to be different from each person. And I'm not trying to preach at anyone here. But, you know, just if it's something that you feel like is a God event, <laughs> for lack of better terms, that's okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, there are lots of things that it's like, I really attribute that to God. <laughs> and I don't really... Like, just for it to be just kind of a, oh, that's kind of crazy how that happened. Like, I just, I find that so hard to, like, with those events, you know, in particular, I I find that really hard to say that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good good to say yes to, you know, live life and live experiences within reason, Mm -hmm. too. But, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brandon, yes. for joining me on this episode. Thank of you for four having dimensional me. love. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you ever want to come back on, I can't. 
Um, just let me know. Um, yeah, it, this was great. This was great. I love just hearing people talk. Hmm. I think there needs to be more of it. Maybe less on social media, more in person, but I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> so I just going to thank you again. Of course. Um, this is fun. It really means a lot to me. So, well, you know, if we can, if we can take our old bedroom late night conversation. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot to bring that up. Uh, oh, okay. Just, just Go a disclaimer it. here forever. Not a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> uh, we are biased. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have lived together before, but also, um, Brandon, we, uh, we were roommates and, um, we, we would have late night conversations in bed. We'd just lay in bed and talk. And I think... Different beds. Different beds, yes. Different beds, of course. Same room, different beds. Yes. <laughs> but um, I think those moments are mm. kind of like what inspired me to start this podcast. So I would mm. really like to thank you for that as well. Because, you know, sometimes I'm an oral processor. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I was saying, like, it's, yeah, these... I love like these talks, you know, back when I started Bethicality. Um, you know, uh, shout out to his podcast. It's on Spotify, uh, Bethicality with Brandon Nordell. It's got how many seasons? It's technically one and a half. One and a half seasons. You could check it out. It's yeah. it's, it's it's about it's life mediocre. on Bethel. So it's very mediocre. We it kind of went off the rails a little bit towards the end, if I'm being totally <laughs> honest. But you know, if you know, you, if you want to hear a bunch of tangents and rambling about nothing that matters in real life. Go check it out. <laughs> but anyways, like one of the, one of the reasons, you know, that I talked about was me and Josh Young, one of my buddies that was also one of the hosts was like, you know, just, you know, we, before you and I really got close, you know, we'd have those types of conversations where we just talk about stuff. Life. And, and yeah. And like stuff like that. And so, you know, being able to have that in life is important. And so, yeah, like, you know, so I guess it kind of goes hands in hand with, you know, how this, you know, this podcast started, like you said, and just, yeah, just like, it's, it's good to have, you know, these group continuing to have these relationships, even after we don't necessarily share a bedroom. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And different beds. Of course. <laughs> Always different beds. Alrighty. But, um, yeah. Before this becomes a Midwestern goodbye uh -huh. on air, yep. uh, I'm going to say thank you again. Oh, thank and you. Uh, thank you for the audience for listening. Yeah. Bye-bye.